Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, coming back once more for Halloween to bring you some spooky stories to help you celebrate the holiday. We are now on October 30th, so that means tomorrow is Halloween. My favorite holiday, one of the favorite holidays for me. I, I love Christmas as well, and the giving season that comes with that, and the decorations and everything. I think Christmas was always my top favorite, but Halloween is a close second. I love the scary movies and scary stories and ghost shows and marathons that come on that you can watch or podcasts like this that you can listen to. Uh, you know, just all the great things you can do, the parties, the f- fall festivals, all those wonderful traditional things, jack-o'-lanterns and things. I just love it all. So tomorrow is Halloween 2020, but due to the COVID, it's probably shrinking the <laughs> festivities greatly. I myself am going to be keeping a bag of candy on hand, and I'll have my Gloves and face mask on in case any trick-or-treaters show up. I don't expect any or no more than a handful, maybe. But we'll see. I'm still going to light up my inflatables and my jack-o'-lanterns and celebrate regardless. And what's a good way to celebrate Halloween? With spooky stories. But before we do that, let me go ahead and do a shameless plug. MyHauntedDolls.com Come on over and shop, shop, shop. Christmas is coming, so if you have that loved one who enjoys scary stories or ghost stories, whether it's true or fiction, check out my shop at myhaunteddolls.com. I've got several, plenty of books out there to choose from, including My Haunted Collection, which tells about some of the haunted items that I originally collected, the, the beginning of my collection, which has grown into a massive collection now of haunted dolls and paintings and mirrors, etc. And also some novels out there based on some of those items. You can buy them autographed from my shop, and I can sign it to whoever you want them to be signed to. Or if you just want to get them on Amazon or Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, they're out there. They're also available on ebook, and a couple of them are on audiobook. So be sure to check those out. And now, let's get on to our spooky stories. This first story, this is perfect for Halloween, and it's called Girl in the Mask. There was a little girl named Holly who had just turned six years old. One Halloween night, her parents decided to celebrate their wedding anniversary by going out to a nice restaurant for dinner. Because it was Halloween, they had some trouble finding a babysitter for their daughter. Eventually, they called a teenage girl named Jessica, who lived down the street, and asked her if she could babysit for them. 
When Jessica arrived, the parents gave her their mobile phone number and told her to call them if there was an emergency. After they left, the babysitter fixed Holly some dinner and then sat down on the sofa to watch TV. When Holly finished eating, she asked, Can I have some dessert? Okay, replied Jessica. What would you like? Ice cream, said Holly, smiling from ear to ear. The babysitter got up and searched through the fridge. I can't find any ice cream here, she said. It's in the freezer in the basement, said Holly. Jessica opened the basement door and flicked the light switch. But the lights didn't turn on. She carefully made her way down the creaking steps into the basement. She eventually found the freezer and lifted the lid. As she took out a tub of vanilla ice cream, she happened to glance out the window. In the darkness, she saw a little girl with long blonde hair standing outside. The girl had a red t-shirt on and was standing with her back to the window. Jessica could not see her face, but she noticed that the girl was wearing something black on her head. The babysitter didn't pay much attention. It was Halloween night and there were a lot of children wandering around the neighborhood. She made her way back upstairs put some ice cream in a bowl, and placed it in front of Holly. The little girl made a face. Can I have some chocolate syrup on it? she asked. Okay, where is that? It's in the basement, Holly replied. Jessica dutifully made her way back down into the darkened basement. As she was searching for the chocolate syrup, she glanced out the window again. The little girl was still standing outside, but this time she was facing the window. Jessica saw that she was wearing an unusual mask. It was black with red trim, and the mouth was covered in large, sharp, white teeth. It gave Jessica the creeps. The babysitter retrieved the chocolate syrup and walked quickly back up the creaking stairs. In the kitchen, she poured the chocolate syrup on Holly's ice cream. Thank you, said Holly. Now can I have some candy sprinkles on it too? Jessica let out a deep sigh. Ugh. Let me guess, they're in the basement? Yeah, giggled Holly. The babysitter headed back down the stairs into the darkened basement. As she rifled through the cabinets, she looked out the window and saw the same little girl in mask standing outside. This time, the child was holding a large butcher knife in her hand. Jessica became very uneasy. She tried to rationalize it, 
Perhaps it was part of the little girl's costume. However, it seemed odd that a child's parents would allow her to go around at night armed with a knife wandering around people's yards. Shuddering, Jessica found the candy sprinkles and ran up the stairs, taking them two by two, anxious to get out of the basement. Thank you, squealed Holly, happily as the babysitter shook the candy sprinkles on her ice cream. All it needs now is a cherry on top. Jessica stared at Holly in irritation. Are you sure that's all it needs? Because this is the last time I'm going down into that basement. I promise, grinned Holly. The babysitter slowly descended into the darkness and opened the cabinet and found the cherries. Looking out the window, she noticed that there was no sign of the creepy little girl in the mask. Jessica breathed a sigh of relief. She was glad the girl was gone. The whole situation was beginning to freak her out. She picked up the package of cherries and climbed up the stairs for the last time. As she entered the kitchen, she was greeted by a horrible sight. Holly lay face down in her bowl of ice cream. A pool of blood was spreading out around her on the table. Her little throat had been sliced open. Jessica screamed and dropped the cherries. She ran into the bathroom and locked the door behind her before dialing 911. She sat on the floor, tears streaming down her cheeks, desperately waiting for the police to arrive. After what seemed like an hour, she heard sirens outside and the sound of the front door being broken down. A policeman's voice called out to her and she unlocked the bathroom door. The police searched the house, but there was no trace of any intruder. A few minutes later, Holly's mother and father arrived. They were horrified to see their young daughter's corpse being carried out on a stretcher. The father sat on the steps outside, his head cradled in his hands. The tearful mother approached Jessica. Her eyes were red from crying. What happened? asked the mother. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, said the babysitter, trembling with emotion. I was down in the basement. I looked out the window, and there was a little girl in a mask. She had a knife. She was just standing there outside the basement window. She must have murdered Holly. But, but Jessica, that's impossible, said the mother. There aren't any windows in the basement, only a mirror. Oh, so she wasn't looking out a window, she was seeing a mirror. So the whole time, that little girl was right behind her. (laughs) 
and she didn't even know it. That is creepy, screepy, screamy, whatever you want to call it. That's a terrifying story for Halloween. Uh, Not a big fan of ever seeing a child get killed in a story or a movie or whatever, but it's still very creepy. If you think the bloodletting is over, we're not quite done yet. It's time to move on to the next story. This one is based on a spooky urban legend, and it's called Hatchet House. There is supposedly a street in Oklahoma City called Carey Place, where, rumor has it, a little girl named Carrie was murdered, and to this day, late at night, you can see her ghost walking around or playing in the backyard. The story begins in the late 1950s when little Carrie stayed after school one evening to play on the swings. While playing there alone, she was spotted by a crazed man who was carrying an axe. He approached the little girl, but she managed to escape the insane man's evil clutches and ran down the street, screaming for help. The little girl ran from house to house, pounding on the doors and windows and begging the people inside to help her. Unfortunately, the residents were all too terrified to open their doors, for the little girl and the axe-wielding murderer chased her down and caught her just as she reached her own house. On her own front porch, little Carrie was murdered by the man with the hatchet. The killer chopped up her body and stuffed her remains inside a big flower pot that stood outside her front door. According to the legend, the white porch of little Carrie's house was completely covered in blood, and no matter how many times her parents washed and scrubbed it, the stains could not be removed. To add to the spookiness, little Carrie's body parts are said to be buried in the backyard of the Hatchet House, and the neighborhood was renamed Carrie Place in her memory. But shortly after the murder, something strange happened to every house on the block, where the residents had ignored Carrie's desperate pleas for help as she, pl- as she fled from her killer. The people in those houses woke up one morning to find that their front porches had been painted red. Blood red. People say that the porches were painted red by the ghost of little Carrie as a mark of their guilt in the girl's death. Today, people who have driven by the house in the daytime say that the area has an odd, creepy feeling and the windows of the hatchet house have carvings in the shutters in the shape of hatchets. They also say the school's swing set has been seen swinging on its own ever since. 
People have even reported hearing the haunting screams of the young girl echoing in the moonlit street. Every Halloween, local children flock to the historic district of Carey's Place, trying to find the notorious house with the hatchet cutouts on its shutters. They go from door to door, trick-or-treating. But when people open their doors, instead of saying trick-or-treat, the kids ask, Can little Carrie come out to play? Now that was creepy too. Leaves one to wonder, is that a real legend? Is that a real neighborhood? Perhaps someone out in Oklahoma City can speak up and let us know if that's true. If so, might be an interesting place to go trick or treat. (laughs) All right, now to our final story for this Halloween season. Another great Halloween spooky tale. Perfect for Halloween night. This one is called, Come On, Let's Go. There were two young girls named Emma and Veronica who lived on the same street. It was Halloween night and Emma's parents had gone away for the weekend. She was a little nervous about being on her own in the house overnight, so she invited her friend Veronica over to keep her company. The girls planned to have a sleepover. During the day, they swapped clothes and did each other's hair and nails. In the evening, they ordered a pizza and watched a horror movie. Now and then, a group of kids would ring the doorbell and yell, Trick or treat! The two girls had fun handing out all of the Halloween candy. Afterwards, the girls spent a long time chatting and gossiping about the other kids in their school. Before they knew it, it was past midnight. The girls were both very tired, so they decided it was time to go to sleep. Emma got into her own bed, while Veronica had to sleep on a futon on the floor. The room was completely silent, and Emma was gradually drifting off to sleep. Just then, Veronica sat up and began shaking her friend. Come on, let's go downstairs and get some ice cream, she said loudly. Emma was very sleepy and muttered, I'm not hungry. Well, I am, replied Veronica. Come on, let's go downstairs. Emma turned over in bed. There's no ice cream in the freezer, she moaned drowsily. We, We ate it all. Then let's go to the store and buy some, said Veronica. I don't want any, mumbled her friend. You go on your own. No, it's not safe to walk alone at night, 
Veronica whined. Come on, let, let's go. Emma lay in her bed and tried to ignore her. Please, Emma, Veronica started crying. Please, I really want some ice cream. Tears were streaming down her face. Emma was exasperated. She was sick and tired of listening to her friend whine. OMG, Veronica, okay, okay, she shouted. If it's that important to you, then I'll go to the shop with you. Just just calm down. The girls quickly got dressed and put on their coats. As soon as they left the house, however, Veronica grabbed her friend's hand and started dragging, started dragging her in the opposite direction. This isn't the way to the store, said Emma. Shh, hissed Veronica. We're going to the police station. She leaned closer to Emma, looking her dead serious in the eyes. I didn't really want ice cream. When I looked in the mirror, after I woke up, I could see underneath the bed, and I saw a man... There was a man with an axe hiding under your bed. The girls fled to the police station as fast as their feet could carry. The police instantly sent out patrol cars to the house to check on the the story that the girls had told. They searched the house up and down, but no one was found. When they arrived, the door was open, and underneath the bed, where Veronica had seen the man hiding, there was an impression of someone lying there, or someone had been lying there. The outline of arms, legs, and hands, and one more thing, completely out of place. The impression of the blade and handle of an axe in that thick shaggy carpet under the bed. So if you are having an overnight party with your friends on Halloween night and one of them shakes you and wakes you in the middle of the night and says, let's go, come on, let's go get ice cream. Don't wait around. Don't even think. Just get up and go. I hope you enjoyed those stories for this Halloween season. And I'm going to just leave it right there for you to enjoy. So have a very happy Halloween. Stay away from that COVID out there. If you do decide to go trick-or-treating, I hope you get lots of candy. But one way or the other, enjoy your Halloween, even if it's sitting down listening to these scary stories or watching a good horror flick on TV while you pig out on popcorn and candy. Just have a good time, let your worries go, and enjoy the, the season of Halloween and the upcoming seasons after. And no matter what, by all means, please have a happy haunting.